I am the Lord your God. Am I not enough? Am I not strong enough? Do I not have enough resources? Have I not been faithful to you? Then why do you stand there with doubt in your heart? Why do you look around at the things that you see and become intimidated? I have not changed. I have not weakened. I have not lost anything that I possess. And I still hold you in the palm of my hand. You have not escaped my eye, and you hold the inner parts of my heart. Why would I turn my back on you? Why would I not stand in now and stand before you and stand behind you and stand around you? Why would I not encompass you and protect you? Why would I not provide you? Have you forgotten who I am? Have you forgotten what I'm capable of? Why is there doubt in your heart? Why do you hesitate? Look to me. I am still the same. I am still the same. Worthy Father. Worthy Lord Jesus. Now, if you're a guest here this morning, let me talk you through what's happening. And if you're watching online, let me walk you through what's happening so that you're not lost. What we're having happen in the service right now is the Holy Spirit's beginning to move. And we've had a message in tongues and then an interpretation to follow that was is absolutely biblical if you have any questions on that later feel free to come ask me and I'll walk you through it it's a very biblical thing so what is the Lord speaking to us to seek after him and to trust him because he has not changed so let's get rid of the doubt that may still be there because of what we see and remember the God that we serve. Amen. I think he's wanting to do some powerful things in this service today. I had a feeling he was going to be doing something. He began to lay on my heart this morning, this passage of scripture. Um, so we had something completely different laid out for today. and It's obvious now that's not his agenda. And listen, his agenda is first. Amen. His agenda is first. Mark chapter 5, I'm going to read to you briefly. So the large crowd followed and pressed around him, him being Jesus. So Jesus was walking around and he'd been healing people and delivering people and casting demons out of people. And this huge crowd was now following him through the city. In verse 25 it says, A woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She has suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. And immediately her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was free from the suffering and once Jesus realized power had gone out from him, he turned around and he asked, Who touched my clothes? Then he asked it again, and the crowd kind of got awkward. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet, trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. couple of things I want to point out and share out of that passage of scripture. <laughs> one, there's a huge crowd around Jesus and then there's this one woman and the woman showed up because she heard that Jesus was there. You know, she'd been dealing with this stuff in her life, the Bible says, for over 12 years. It had been a minute. It also says that she had exhausted every resource that she had trying to get better. You ever gone through a long season of waiting for something to happen in your life and you felt like you're just at the end of your rope and exhausted everything? <laughs> that, that's where she was. What stands out to me big in this is that she could have stayed at home. She could have stayed in her suffering. 
She could have said, this is the way that it's been for 12 years. What's possibly going to change? I know people talk about this Jesus guy, but really what can he do for me? Maybe he does stuff for everybody else, but not for me. She could have stayed home, but what stands out to me about this woman is that she showed up. She showed up. Yeah. Now, some of you guys here this morning, listen, you probably wanted to tap out and stay at home. Yeah. Probably you walked in here this morning with about 12 years worth of stuff that you've been Come dealing on. with. Probably Preach you it. walked in here with some storms that you're just waiting to end, some financial problems on. that you need breakthrough in, some healing and restoration that you feel like you've exhausted every yeah. resource for. Yeah. But I'm here to tell you that Jesus is in the house today, and if you showed up hungry, he is the the same Jesus today that he was 2,000 years ago and he can still move in your life just like he moved in that woman's life. Amen? Man, we serve a powerful, powerful God. The, the next thing that, that stands out to me in this encounter is that there was a crowd all around Jesus and Jesus was touching these people and they were being healed, okay? But the crowd was waiting for Jesus to encounter them. They were waiting for Jesus to touch them. They were waiting for Jesus to pray over them. But this woman touched Jesus. She had a different kind of mindset and focus. She said, I'm not going to wait on something to happen. I'm going to own the moment. I'm going to press in, and I'm going to touch him. And she knew something powerful that if I can just get in his presence and touch him, then that's enough. That's enough. I'm here to tell you this morning that if you'll press in and you'll touch Jesus instead of waiting for Jesus to touch you, if you'll do what the word of the Lord said in the message in tongues, if you will seek after him today, the Bible says that we will seek him and find him when we seek him with all of our heart. Amen? Amen? I feel like today's going to be a big day of breakthrough. I feel like today's going to be a big day of healing and restoration. I feel like some of y'all have been walking through some stuff long enough. It doesn't matter if you've come up here a hundred times and you prayed for God to do something. Let's change the mindset today. Instead of waiting for God to do something, let's storm into the throne room of his presence and let's touch him today and ask him to do something powerful in that moment. Can we do that? Y'all get what I'm saying? Yeah. Are you sensing what the Spirit of God is wanting to do today? So this is what we're going to do all across this place. Let's just stand. Let's all stand back up. And let's lift our hands up to Him, Lord. We just worship you in this place. Father, we thank you for what you're going to do in this place. If you're a guest here this morning, this is not an uncommon occurrence here at this church. We just let God do what He wants to do in every service. He's in control. He's in control. We come in with what we feel like may happen, but sometimes God loves to do things in the moment and be spontaneous, yeah. and we're not going to stand yeah. in his way. He wants to do something in your life this morning. So you bow your heads and close your eyes. Let me ask you a couple of questions. Man, are you, are you going through it right now? Do you need healing and restoration? Do you need God to move in a situation in your life, in your family, in a loved one? Do you need God to move powerfully today? and something in your life. Are you here today and you just feel drained like you got here with the last little bit of strength that you have and you need a refreshing today? You need a renewing today? You need a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit into your life to revive that passion and that fire inside of you? He is here today to meet our needs. But this is what I want to challenge you to do. Don't sit back in the crowd waiting for him to come to you, waiting for him to do something. If you're here today and you have a need, whatever it is, if you need God to move, whatever it is, I want to challenge you to get out of your seat, out of your row, and come to this altar area right now, and let's touch him. Let's touch the hem of his garment this morning, and let him heal and restore. Can we do that? It's one thing to sit out there, but I want to encourage you and I want to challenge you. Let's come up to the altar right now, whoever it is, anyone in this place, I need God to do something powerful. I need a breakthrough. I need, a mira I need something miraculous to take place right now, whether it's something at work, something relational, something personal, something financial. Listen, we serve a God that can meet every need. Amen. If you're here today and you need physical healing, 
If you need physical healing, I'm telling you, let's go after him and touch him today and believe for him to restore and to heal our bodies. Amen? All right. Not somebody else. You. You today. You need healing today. Come on up to the altar and let's believe. I, we've seen God already do some powerful stuff over the weekend. Uh, we had somebody served in Fall Fest, and her back was just destroyed. She could just barely walk around, and it had been robbing her of sleep for a couple of days since Fall Fest. We laid hands on her and prayed for her, okay? She called, she texted me the next morning, and she said, Pastor Josh, I got the best night of sleep I've had in months, and when I woke up this morning, I had no pain in my body whatsoever. We serve a God that still heals, amen? I got a text message from a friend of mine who said, Hey, Pastor Josh, please be praying for someone in our family. They had the flu. It turned into to pneumonia. They're in the hospital right now on a breathing machine. Lost all the color in their body. Their O2 levels are dropping, and it doesn't look like they're going to be around much longer. They're calling in family. I'm going in to pray with them. Can you guys please pray with us for God to restore? Before he got to the hospital... Color started coming back to the man. Okay, before he got in the room, they had taken him off the breathing machine. When he got there, the guy was lucid and talking, and the doctor said, yeah, about 45 minutes ago, he just started making a huge turnaround. We don't know what it was. Well, I know what it was. It was the power of prayer. Our God still heals. Our God still restores. If you're here this morning and you need healing in your body, I'm here to tell you we serve a God that can make it happen and it doesn't matter if you've been doing it for 12 years it doesn't matter if it's been a long season of struggle we serve a God that operates in suddenly moments and he can restore in an instant amen amen anybody else we need God to do something in us right now we need healing restoration we need to move we need something miraculous to take place we've got a lot of people up here now listen at this church no one walks alone amen so let's do this I'd love to see someone behind everybody up here let's lift up our brothers and sisters in prayer Let's lift up our brothers and sisters in prayer and believe for God to move. Now, we're, we're kind of slow to do this right now. Let me, let me tell you what qualifies you, all right? If you believe in Jesus and you're a Christian, then we're called to lift up our brothers and sisters. Amen? So don't worry about prayer teams or requirements or anything like that. If Jesus is right here, come on up and let's pray for our brothers and sisters. Amen? Now, while we've got people praying, what usually happens in a service like this is people begin to check out. And they begin to disconnect from what's happening. And when that happens, we miss out on what God is wanting to do with the rest of the service beyond this. I believe that God's doing something today. I believe that God is doing something powerful today. And all of us, not just the people here, but all of us today. So do this. If you're not up here praying for someone, begin to intercede for them right now. Begin to intercede and pray for them right now. I don't want anybody in here to either not be praying or not be worshiping. So if you wonder what you should be doing right now, pray and worship. Pray and worship. And let's let God's presence move powerfully in this place. Amen? Amen. Let's lift up our hands and let's just begin to worship Him on another level. Father, we praise You. We magnify You. We glorify You, Lord Jesus. We lift You up, Lord Jesus. You and You alone are worthy, Father. Just continue to worship Him in this place.
Lord, let your fire fall. We are in need of you. Our hearts are longing for your presence. Lord, let your fire fall. We are in need of you. Our hearts are longing for your presence. We're longing for your so worthy, Father. Thank you, Lord. I feel like there's somebody here. The Lord has been calling into a new arena of ministry. There's a calling on you, and you've been wrestling with it a little bit. Actually, what I'm feeling is you've been wrestling with it a lot. And you're not wrestling with it so much because of fear. You're wrestling with his call on your life because of how you see yourself. Oh, come on. Break that down. Okay? You're wrestling with his call on your life because all you can see are the failures and the faults and how you're not qualified to do what he's calling you into. I'm really feeling like it's a ministry in this church. The Lord has been speaking to you. The Lord has been prompting you. And you feel unqualified to do it. And I've got great news for you today. You are unqualified to do it. It's like I'm unqualified to do what I'm doing right now by far. This is what I've learned. I grab a hold of that scripture that says that his strength is made perfect in our weakness. And I've learned that when I reach the end of my strength and the end of myself, that's when I begin to step into his strength and his power and his provision. As very little, if anything, to do with me 
in my life except for my obedience and my trust in him and that's where you're at right now you think you mess up too much you think you don't have what it takes and the enemy is letting the lie of your identification and your identity he's using that to hold you back let me remind you who you are today you are a child of the Most High God. You are a son or a daughter of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You are qualified by Him. I got news for you. Your salvation had nothing to do with you except the faith to believe in Jesus. You understand? What God does with you has very little, if anything, to do with you except that same faith to trust Him. Now, are the issues in your life too big for him to handle? Are the inconsistencies in your life insurmountable and so big that you cannot grow past them with the help of the Holy Spirit? Because if they are, then the Bible is full of junk. You understand? Because the Holy Spirit's job is to come along aside, alongside us and equip us and to teach us and to train us to do what the Lord has called us to do and also empower us then to be able to go out and do it. How much of that has anything to do with you? We gotta trust Him. We gotta trust Him. This is big in your life and it's big in your life right now because you're talking about the spiritual weight of what's happening and what's hanging in the balance of your obedience. And when God calls us, we're plan A, and really there's no plan B in that process. You understand? It's your calling, your gifts, your talents, your place in the kingdom of God. Not somebody else's. They got their own place. We need you. Jesus needs you. There are people only you can reach. There are people that only you're gifted to touch the heart of there, there there are areas of ministry only you can step into you know who you are right now heads bowed eyes closed all across this place no one looking around I'm not going to embarrass you or single you out or call you out but I I feel like there's more than one I know one for sure the Lord has shown me I could come put my finger on your nose right now so let's just be obedient Let's let God equip. Let's move past that step out of the life. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I silence the voice of the enemy, the speaking even right now to some of us. We're not defined by what we have done. Our identity comes through what you have done for us. God, I pray that we see that difference. People don't need us. They need you working through us. Lord, I pray for obedience in this moment that every wall and every hindrance would come down or that every hesitation would dissolve in your presence right now. That there would be total honesty, total vulnerability in your presence. The Lord would have me remind you in this moment of a scripture where Jesus said, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Whew. God, let us be obedient to what you're calling us to do. Disobedience is is equal with sin to him who knows the good that he should do and doesn't do it to that person it is sin or we don't want to be we don't want to be hesitant we don't want to go we don't want to be like Jonah or we don't want to be like the people of Israel or we want to be people that follow you and trust you Lord in this moment I pray Lord for boldness in the hearts today 
you're here today and that's you, you know, God has been calling me out and I've been putting it on the shelf. I'm here to tell you today is the day. Let today be the moment of reckoning. Lord, let it be a moment of decision where you take the step forward and you don't look back. Heads bowed, eyes closed, no one looking around. The Lord has been speaking to you and you know this is for you right now. On a count of three, I want you to lift your eyes up and look at me. No one else is going to look around. This is between you and me and the Lord. But you know who you are. Here we go. One, two, three. Lift them up and look at me. I see yours, yours, I see yours. My God in heaven, I see yours right there. If you haven't lifted your eyes yet, you know you need to. Lift them up and look at me. I see yours right there. God is moving in this service today. Answer the call. Answer the call. Father, for all of those that just lifted our eyes up in this moment, Lord, I thank you. Father, for their honesty and their transparency, for their hearts. You can do something with that. So right now, we all collectively, Lord, we just pray right now. Father, I lift them up to you. Lord, as they take steps in this direction, Father, I pray that your boldness would just engulf them. Lord, that the vision for what you're calling them into, Lord, I pray that it would burn in their hearts, Lord, and lead them just like fire and clouds led the children of Israel. Lord, let that vision and that prompting lead them every step of the way as they follow you. I come against the lives of the enemy again that he will try to sow into their hearts when they leave here today. The devil is a liar. Let him be exposed for what he is, Father. I pray that all the schemes of the enemy be exposed, all the traps of the enemy be exposed in the name of Jesus so that we can easily recognize it as we're moving forward into who you've called us to be. Father, I pray that those doors of opportunity stay open and open before them as they take this step. Listen, some of y'all may need to come and talk to me about some of the things the Lord has put on your heart for ministries in this church. Listen, I'm the most approachable pastor you're ever going to find. Come and talk to me and let's figure out how to get you moving forward into what the Lord is calling you to do. Father, let this moment be resolute in our hearts. God, let it, let it be the, the turn and the road on the journey that you have us in where we turn the corner and never look back that we thank you for where you brought us from father but lord that our eyes are fixed on what you're calling us to today we worship you we praise you god i thank you for what you're going to do through these people out of their obedience and their faith in you in jesus name in jesus name can we give god praise for what he's done my heart to these people. I felt something different in this place today. I, so bear with me. I'm just looking up stuff as the Lord is speaking to me. My goodness, the presence of God is so special in this place today. Ephesians chapter 4, starting in verse 1. Just kind of felt this. This is actually something that was spoken in the prayer time this morning. Just about the, the unity. Just the unity that we're feeling in the spirit with regard to this church. I don't think any of us are here by accident today. I think God's got us all here for a purpose today. Ephesians 4, 1 says, As a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. My God, let that be our goal. Yeah. To live a life worthy of the calling that we have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient bearing with one another in love. You ever had a day where you needed someone just to bear with you in love? Yes, come on. My, my, my. <laughs> I've had a few of those for sure. Verse 3. 
My goodness, that the church can get this. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body, one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, one Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. Unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. I talked to pastor friends through the week, encourage one another and celebrate what God's doing in our churches. And it's, it's always refreshing. There's always problems that pop up in a lot of churches and it always deals with the issue of unity. Where the people aren't on the same page with leadership and leadership isn't on the same page with the Holy Spirit. Unity is important. I'm reminded of the story of the Tower of Babel. You guys remember that? Everybody got together and they were like, hey, let's build this big tower on up into the heavens. And so they started slinging bricks and putting stuff together. The Bible actually records this. It's amazing to me. God actually said, and I'm paraphrasing here, but he, he pretty much said, hey, we're going to need to do something about this right here. Because these people are in such unity that there is nothing that they can't accomplish. And their unity forced God to move in a preventative way to confuse people with languages and spread people out across the land. I wonder what it would look like if a church got in tune with the Holy Spirit the way it was supposed to and flowed in the unity of the Spirit while at the same time operating with unity with one another, focused wholeheartedly on what God was calling that church to do. Could it be for that church that the same thing would be true for them as was true for the people that were building the Tower of Babel? That if they were in total unity, that nothing would be impossible for them. Now, Jesus even said once that all things are possible for those who believe. That belief, that unity of the Spirit that brings us together in the bond of peace, that's something special. First, it has to happen spiritually, okay? <laughs> Leadership tactics and principles and just a vanilla vision isn't enough. We gotta hear specifically from God what he's calling us to do, amen? I praise God that here at this church we have leaders that listen to the Lord. Our whole goal, our whole agenda, I'll tell you our growth plan. I'll tell you our ministry plan for the next 10 years. Listen to God and do what he says. Listen to God and do what he says. And we're going to do it until he says to do something else. And then we're going to listen to God and do what he says and follow in step. Now, if we're doing that in our individual lives, we're listening to God as he speaks and we're doing what he says and we're doing it collectively as a church, we're in a sweet spot. We'll be able to see God do some powerful things. I don't know that you've noticed or not, but over the last two or three weeks, God has been doing some powerful things in and through the ministries of Eastgate Church. Not that we're special, not that he's not using other churches in the area. I praise God that he is, but I praise God that we're able to do our part and step into what he's calling us to do in unity, in unity. Listen, um, over the last few weeks, Eastgate Church, we've been able to see God use us to help a family get into a home that they weren't able to get into. You're talking about a family where the, the father was, he had to put his children in other homes because they did not have a place for them to get together and he didn't want them living in a tent. 
So he put his kid, the family was spread out and God used us to bring them together under the same roof. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that awesome? Isn't that awesome? God was able to use us to help resource and part, well, partner with some other uh, groups in the community and, and help resource and serve to make some things happen. Do y'all realize we were able to, you know, there's a lot of children in the foster system, foster care system, and it's not exactly ideal. They don't go into that system under ideal situations, and, and a lot of times the living conditions are not ideal. Everything's uncertain and it's unfamiliar. So we wanted to step in and do what we could to minister in that area. So we partnered with the Chatham's Martial Arts Academy and together we were able to put together care packets full of toiletries and basic needs for, listen to this, not just a couple, but for 52 children in foster care. Praise God for that. That's amazing. That's the church meeting practical needs. All right. Um, we were able to partner again, <laughs> and, and we were able to resource our first responders in the area with bottled water and some energy drinks just to let them know that their love in this community supports them. There was a need there, so we stepped in, and we gave them some water, and we gave them some energy drinks, and they said thank you. And I'm not talking one. We were able to bless all the fire departments in the area with that. Isn't that awesome? That's awesome. Listen to this. Oh, it gets better. It gets better. Um, we were able to take little care packs and to school systems and bless the schools and bless the teachers and the schools would clean like it was not it was a pimped out package full of wipes and hand sanitizers and, and teacher supplies and we were able to give it to them and bless them and let them know that there was a church that loved them and was praying for them and believed in them praise God for that isn't that awesome um, and then we had a little something called fall fest Okay, if you miss Fall Fest, I kind of want to celebrate. I want to I want to build this moment and build your faith and get, let you catch a glimpse of what God is doing in and through our church. It's just so special. It's so amazing. Um, Fall Fest, listen to this, guys and gals. We had probably a little over, our best guess, a little over 3,000 people from the community attending Fall Fest last Monday. That is awesome. That is awesome. Y'all are not excited. Y'all might still be a little tired from Fall Fest, and that's probably what the deal is. I'm telling you, it's amazing that that many people from our community trusted us as a church to bring their families to an event for us just to serve them and love on them. It's amazing to me. Now, here's what's crazy. I want to go back in time to this time last year. We stood up in front of you, or a little before this time last year, we stood up in front of you and you said, you know what? We're sick of sitting around because COVID jacked up our church. We want to take what we're doing for the kingdom of God and take another step and go to another level with it. Y'all remember? Last year we started casting vision and talking about it and we said, hey, we want to do a fall festival this year. We want to do a, a winter wonderland connected with our, our Christmas service this year. We said all this last year. And we, want to, we just want to step it up and do more, do more for the community. Be out there more. Do more outreaches. But in order for that to happen as a church, we're going to have to find a way to step it up another level financially. We're going to have to find a way to step it up another level with our involvement. We're going to have to find a way to step it up another level with our attendance at church to make this thing the way that God is leading us to do it. That was last year. Our church responded big. Y'all remember... It, we responded big. We began to give, and it looked like, you know what? We might be able to make a fall fest happen. This is, gonna, this is looking pretty fun. This is looking pretty exciting. Then we had a great connection <laughs> with a radio station owner, and we had conversations with him. God just birthed a friendship with Corey Condry and I like I've never seen happen so quickly. Oh, Coco brother, y'all remember him? runs 104.5 my city so we started partnering with them and doing ads and, and, and all that stuff in ministry last year and, and they said hey we want to give you guys a, a great deal and it was a great deal um, Corey said I'm going to take 
$2,500 of my own money and invest it into this deal for your church because I believe God won't show on the radio reaching people around here. We still had to come up with about $5,500 of the church on top of everything else. And I'm telling you, it wasn't a week gone by before we had all the money coming in for that. For Fall Fest, we started responding. God started moving. We saw big crowds. People came into the church. Christmas service, a lot of people got saved. The Winter Wonderland went amazing. God gave us the vision and we stepped into it as a church because we were operating in unity. Everything that I just celebrated with you for this year, just for the last month, the last th two, three weeks, the last month that we've seen God do through this church, this is a big celebration for me. This is where I know we're on the right track. Are you ready for this? Listen, I didn't have to, I didn't have to raise one dime for it. I didn't have to make one phone call for it. It came out of the operating budget of our church yeah. for this year because Woo! we stepped it up to another level and God is moving powerfully through it. Yeah. Oh, we should give God a bigger yeah. praise than that. That is just awesome that we've been able to do this stuff. God is providing for the vision. He's opening up the doors because we're moving forward in Come unity. On. Unity is something powerful, guys, and this is just the tip of the iceberg. I'm telling you, there are doors of opportunity ahead of us as a church that we, if we knew about today what God was leading us to down the road, it would blow us away. I'm telling you, if we stay in unity, listen. Somebody said he'll do it. Y'all believe that? Yeah. Oh, he'll do it for sure. Now, here's something cool. Got a phone call on Saturday from Corey Condry, and he said, Hey, Pastor Josh, uh, God just kind of laid on our hearts at the radio station a couple of days ago to begin working to bring all of the political candidates for this election that's coming. Y'all know there's an election coming up, by the way, right? I don't know if you turn the TV on at any moment. Uh, and seeing the political ads, it was nice of them to let us watch a little bit of football between all the political ads yesterday and probably today. Um, they said, what we want to do is something that we've never seen done in this area before. We want to try to get all of those candidates, Republican and Democrat, together under the same roof and get local churches in the area to join us on Monday night for a prayer gathering to pray over the candidates, to pray over the election, to pray for our community, and to pray for our country. And he said, um, we stepped out and did what the Lord was leading us to do. And listen to me, they were able to do it. They were able to do it. Republican and Democratic candidates for our local area elections will be in that house on Monday night. That's tomorrow night at 7 o'clock, Rainfire Arena. And they don't get a microphone. They just get to be in attendance. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. They just get to be there. And they pick a few pastors from those churches to come up on the platform during that prayer time and lead prayer on very key and specific issues for the community and for the area, for our country, um, and for these elections while all those politicians are in the room. And some of them are going to be lifting their hands and worshiping God with us. And for some of them, it's probably going to be the most uncomfortable moment of their entire life because their little political smiles and fake faces just are going to melt in the presence of the Holy Spirit as he begins to convict and pull on their hearts. You know, I just can't wait to see what happens. Um, I'm happy to announce, though, that they asked for Pastor Kelly and I to help lead the prayer tomorrow night at 7. That's just awesome. And they've given a big invitation to us as a church to show up and to pray. And I want to encourage you with all my... See these doors God is opening up? I, if I picked up the phone and called every candidate because I wanted face-to-face -face time with them just to talk and see how we as a church could help serve in our community and work with them to be part of the solution instead of complaining about the problems that are around us, it would have probably have never happened. But look what God has done. Look what God is doing. He's bringing the church together to take a leadership role in our community. And I think that's a beautiful thing. Hey, I know it's a work night, 
But could you, could you show up in force tomorrow night, 7 o'clock at Rainfire Arena? We'll put the directions on social media so people can find it. Now, if you're not on Facebook or Instagram, um, come get with me and I'll give you the address. Google works too. If you just want to look up uh, Rainfire Arena, uh, you can pull up the address right on Highway 5 as you're going into the just the edge of the, the town there. Um, if you pass Chick-fil-A, I think you've gone too far. Turn around and come back. Can't miss a sign. I think there's a big guitar on the front of the building there. That's where the radio station is. That's where we'll be tomorrow night. Wouldn't it be beautiful if not just Eastgate Church, but several churches in the area gathered together in one mind and in one accord with the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace to genuinely ask God to move in our community. To genuinely ask God, not, not as a PR stunt or a political stunt, but to gather in sincerity to just storm the gates of heaven and ask for God to move in the lives of our students that are, that are getting swallowed by a drug epidemic. To move in the lives of so many students and young adults who are dealing with depression and anxiety and they see no solution to the problem. So many that are dealing with suicides. I see God begin to move in the, the families and households of the area. Wouldn't it be something that after a powerful prayer gathering, the church went out and continued that spirit and that attitude and went yeah. to work, and we saw the yeah. divorce rates in this area go down. That we saw the suicide rates in this area go down. That we saw the arrest rates in this area go down. And instead of complaining about the problem, we began to go to war spiritually for the victory and the solution to all of these problems. I got news for you. It's not in a law that's going to be passed. His name is Jesus. Always has been, always will be. And it's our responsibility as a church to deliver that. Oh, man. I'm getting excited. So I want to ask you, I want to encourage you. Let's show up in unity. Let's show up ready to see what God is going to do. Women of Valor, I hear that you guys are showing up anyway. So I'm excited about that. I already know it's going to be a good gathering because I'm telling you the ladies in our church can pray the paint off of the walls in this place. I always, I always tell Pastor Kelly, look, if you could, let's just... Don't tone it down, but just if there's a line there where the paint can stay on the wall so we don't have to repaint every Monday, that'd be awesome. I'm joking with you. So I know we're going to have that group there, but if you can make it with all my heart, let me yeah. encourage you to be there. Not just so we have a strong presence as a church, but so that we as a body of Christ can come together and ask God to move powerfully. He moves in response to prayer. Amen unity of the spirit through the bond of peace are you sensing in your spirit what i'm sensing right now do you feel that do you feel that god's just bringing us a little bit closer he's opening up the doors i could keep talking about this all morning i think there's like half a dozen other things i need to i could tell you and celebrate that's coming down the pipe but i'm just telling you guys I'm excited. You know what I'm excited about? I'm excited about the Christmas services coming up. I know some of you are kind of on the ropes on whether or not you're going to do something in that service. Let me encourage you, get off of that and get involved. All right? Some of you, you know you should be in the worship choir for the Christmas service. And you've been waiting for Pastor Jeremy to come and put a spotlight on you and say, you know what? The Lord spoke to me and he wants you to be part of the choir. Well, God's probably already spoke to you about it. How about you just sign up and be part of the choir? Can you do that and help lead the people? <laughs> Pastor Jeremy's about to jump out of his shoes over here. Say, um, don't wait for somebody to get you. Listen, find a need, fill the need. Find a need, fill the need. Find the need, fill the need. Step into it. Um, some of you students, man, we need you to do some stuff in this service. We've got some cool stuff planned for the Christmas service this year, but we need more people to volunteer, especially for the choir. What else do we need? Choir, some of the probably um, stage logistics and setup. Uh, it's going to be a lot of moving parts. So get with Pastor Jeremy after service. Don't come to me. 
because I'm just going to send you to Pastor Jeremy. All right, I promise you. So you can come say hey to me, but I'm going to send you to Pastor Jeremy. Get with him and ask him how, he, how you can be involved, and he will give you the info you need, not just for the choir, but everything else that's going on. Listen, if we operate in unity, anything's possible. Amen? Wouldn't it be awesome during the, the end of the Christmas service this year, we get up and we give the altar call of all altar calls, and we begin to see the fruit of all the practices and the work and the preparation that we're still we're in the middle of right now because practices for Christmas have already started. But we will have invited and brought, and this place will be packed to the gills with family and friends and co-workers and people. We'll have tons of extra chairs set out, and we'll be praying the fire marshal doesn't come by. You know, we're going to pack as many people as we can in here. And when we give the altar call, all those practices, all that work, all that inviting will produce a harvest of souls. Wouldn't it be something to see 40, 50, or 60 people give their lives to Jesus at our Christmas service this year? You believe that that's possible? Listen, if we work, if we make it excellent, if we invite, if we get people here, this is what I know. <laughs> We will see people saved during that service. And we'll have one more thing to give God praise for as a church. Just love that. If you're not part of that yet, let me encourage you to jump up and be a part of that. Um, man, I feel like we need to, yeah, it's just about that time. It occurs to me we haven't done an offering or anything yet this morning. <laughs> We've just been letting God do his thing. I will say this, sometimes when... The Spirit's moving, um, people kind of disengage towards the end. I'd encourage you not to do that. Listen, I'm telling you, an offering after a service like this is not the time for us to back off of what God is doing, amen? It's time for us to be obedient and step up. I just, I've told you all the stuff that's been going on behind the scenes. We've just, we just been able to do all of this out of the budget of the church. And I've got one more thing um, to celebrate with you after this offering. Gentlemen, if you will, come on up. We're going to go ahead and prepare to give and receive the Lord's tithes and offerings this morning at Eastgate Church. Can we give God praise as the gentlemen come up? So. Rachel, if you'll let me, I'll give you the week off this week. So. So. I'm not as cute as Rachel, but I'll do my best to get this done. All right. So, of course... Always, there's different ways that you can give. You guys watching online, let me encourage you. Uh, just because you're watching online doesn't mean that you can't participate in what's happening here. And I just pray and believe that God has been able to speak to you and minister to you through what he's done here this morning. This has been a powerful time in the presence of God. But you can go to eastgatechurch.cc right now and hit the giving link and give one time or you can choose recurring giving which i think is awesome because once you said it you can forget about it it just comes out and you don't have to have those oh my goodness moments where you forget to stay on track with your giving goals um you can give online at eastgatechurch.cc of course cash credit and all of that stuff check um always good here you can also give by texting on your phone to uh, you text the keyword eastgate ga to the number seven seven nine seven seven all the information is on the screens there. Just follow the prompts so you can give quickly and easily there. Um, let me encourage you to give and give big. Okay, Not just so we can have a, a great offering today, but because God is moving. Well, God is moving, and we need fuel in the tank to reach our community. This church is going to reach its community. So when you give here, you know you're giving to fertile ground. You know that you're giving to... Um, a church and a leadership team, listen, where it's not just us making a difference, we collectively make a difference in our community as we all do our part, amen? So let me encourage you to give, give with passion, give with vision, most of all to give out of obedience to the word of God and the Lord will bless you. Let me pray over you. Father, thank you for what you've done in this service. Lord, let me thank you so much, Father, for what you've been speaking to us today. God, we collectively thank you for the opportunities that you've been giving us. Lord, to see the vision that you've put in our hearts go from uh, 
a piece of paper to reality, to something you've laid on our hearts, to real world impacting the lives of those around us, Father. Lord, I pray that this offering is everything you need it to be. Lord, that the vision that you've given us is more than provided for so we can continue above basic function and operation, Lord, but to continue to pour out into our community and to point people towards you. We give you glory and we give you praise for an awesome offering today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you as you give this morning. Now, as the ushers are serving you, I'm going to talk to you about one more opportunity. I could do this all day, man. I could do this all day. God just opening up doors. This is just so awesome. Y'all know how we've talked in the first part of the year about getting more aggressive in missions as a church? And I talked to you about wanting to partner up with a ministry in Guatemala. Well, that, that, that relationship has been growing, and we've been waiting for the opportunity to help them. The problem has been that Guatemala has been in this crazy lockdown because of COVID and they're not letting people do anything. So there hasn't been a lot of practical opportunity for ministry in that area because people would get locked up if they go outside at the wrong time during the day. Well, that's starting to lift now. And so our ministry partners in Guatemala are able to get a little more aggressive now. And they called me and they said, hey, Pastor Josh, what we want to do is this. Our first ministry event that we've been able to do since COVID lockdowns, what we want to do is we want to do a, a vacation Bible school kind of outreach to the children in Guatemala City and specifically to the children that are living in the Guatemala City dump. Now, in that dump, there are, there are hundreds of kids that live there. They scavenge other people's trash to find food and things that they can sell to get money for their family so they live in the dump this ministry that we partner with they focus on that group of people and they've had tremendous success in the past what I like about them is they don't just feed people and turn them loose they've started micro businesses in the area to try to create the opportunity for jobs for these people instead of just feeding them every week they want to give them employment and so instead of giving them fish they want to teach them how to fish and resource them and so as those businesses are reopening it's going to help in that area what they do is really smart they say can you guys help us with this vacation Bible school outreach that we want to do. We need $1,400 to pay for it. I said, okay, well, $1,400 is it's a good chunk of money, but it's not a ton of money. How many kids do you think that you'll be able to reach? And they said, we are planning to reach between 100 and 150 kids minimum through this outreach. It's going to take place every day. Listen to this, for the next three weeks, I believe. They're going to be out there ministering to these kids, giving them Jesus and reconnecting. I, I, I just, I just, reconnecting with the community, I just think that's just powerful. I think in this country, we take a level of comfort for granted that a lot of people don't have. So I want to present the opportunity to you this Sunday. Now, we could stroke the check out of the church budget and make it happen, but here's the deal. I'm looking ahead to Christmas. And there's a lot of things we want to spend money on for the Christmas service, changes we need to make. And, and I know God will provide for all of that, but I thought it would be beneficial to allow us as a church to have the opportunity to sow into a special offering just for that group in Guatemala to help pay for them having this vacation Bible school to minister to the kids that live in that dump. I think that'd be a beautiful way to end the service today. What do y'all think? Now, we're not going to... Is Terry back in here? Terry and him? Okay, hard to see. So guys, why don't y'all come back up to the front because I know not everybody's going to be able to give off of their phones or their devices right now, and I don't want to um, rob you of the opportunity to give to this if you just cash or check today. But they're going to put the giving information back up on the screens there. If you would, go to the website. Go to eastgatechurch.cc. Right now you can take out your phones or your devices. Let's just do it right now as a church. Or text to give Eastgate Church GA or Eastgate GA to 77977. 
And when you open up the, the giving platform, click on the little giving link there, and you'll see a fund that says missions. Give to that. Or if you're having trouble finding the fund that says missions, then you can just give and write in the note for Guatemala if you want to. We'll know where to send the money. Every dollar that comes in on this offering is going to go towards that. Now, we're going to help them as a church. All right. Um, it's going to happen one way or the other, but we're wanting everyone here to have the opportunity to give above and beyond to participate in that. So use your phones, use your devices right now. Don't wait till you get home. Let's do it now. So many times, so much life happens between now and, and home. It's just hard to remember. Cash or check is great too. Wouldn't it be awesome just in this offering if we underwrote the entire thing? Wouldn't it be awesome if we just gave above and beyond in this moment? Even in light of everything else going on as a church, we said, you know what? It's not just about us. It's about partnering with other people to help Jesus get into the hearts of kids all across the world, not just Douglasville. Let me encourage you to give and give your best. I think I've given you long enough. If you still need time, you can do it after service, but I'd encourage you. Let's just give. Let's give big. Let's give and let's give big to impact the lives of all of those kids. Let me pray over you again. Father, thank you for this opportunity. Lord, I thank you for the hearts of everyone who is giving to this. Lord, I pray that no one would assume that somebody else would do what we have the ability to do. God, that we would all take the step and give what you're laying on our heart in this moment to be a part of the mission's effort of what's happening in Guatemala. Lord, I thank you for the giving spirit of this church. Lord, I thank you for how far you've brought us in just a year. I can't wait to see the doors you're going to open before us in the years to come. God, I pray that this offering is everything you need it to be. That it's everything that's needed to reach every child that needs to be reached in that area. And again, we thank you, Lord, for trusting us with this opportunity. We give you glory and we give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you as you give to that this morning. Oh, my goodness, we serve a good God. Rachel, what am I forgetting to do that you do? Uh, quick, some quick announcements as we get ready to dismiss uh, this morning. So if you have a student, student age, don't forget Friendsgiving is coming up. Now, listen. Parents, don't complain about the hearts and attitudes of the teenagers that you have if you're not taking responsibility and getting them to the student ministry where God can minister to them. You understand? So, so make sure that you get your students there. And students, if you got some friends, bring them. You're going to have fun. Yeah, I, I would love to crash this, but I think the student ministry security would grab me because I'm too old and kick me out. But so they're going to have fun. Good food, good fun there at that. Uh, one conference, again, another ministry opportunity for our students. Info's on the screen. If you haven't brought money in for that, uh, get it in ASAP. If you'd like to sponsor a student to go to one conference, um, there's some opportunity for some students to be sponsored. So, again, you can just hop on the giving platform, and uh, you could sponsor the $84 for a kid to go, for, for a couple of students to go, or part, give a partial scholarship to offset the cost. We want as many students to go as we possibly can. Again, the worship choir, uh, I talked a lot about this earlier, so <laughs> I won't talk a lot about it now, but man, listen, we need as many people as we can to be involved in the worship choir, so um, if you feel like you can sing good in a crowd where no one can discern your voice and you can make a joyful noise to the Lord, go, go see Pastor Jeremy and get involved with that. Uh, Pastor Josh, if everybody in the church is involved in something, then who's going to be here to see the Christmas service? Everybody that we invite and bring, that's who's going to be here. So it's going to be awesome. So make sure that um, if you can, you sign up for that. Or you get involved in what's happening with Christmas. Let me pray over you. We're going to get out of here. Let's all stand this morning. We've been sitting for a little bit. Man, we serve a good God, don't we? We serve a good God. Let me pray over you and we'll get out of here. Father, thank you again for what you've done today, Lord. Thank you for the power of your presence that transforms lives. Lord, this is your church. 
This is your stage. This is all yours. We have no agenda but what you want to do. So we'll continue to move, continue to stir, continue to, to convict, to change, to impact, Lord, to, to do your work in our lives, Father, and in the work of those that we bring. We just thank you for being with us today. What a special time in your presence, Lord, and we don't take it for granted. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise for what you've done today in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Let's give God big praise for what he's done in the house today.